Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today uh, to finish out a couple of verses on a prayer that we read the first three. I believe you could group these several verses together, but I'm going to give you two more today from James chapter number five. James is dealing with the subject of prayer, and more specifically, prayer and faith, or faith in prayer. Prayer can become vain repetition, just uttering words into the atmosphere if prayer is not mixed with faith. You say, well, I figure you have to have faith to pray. That's not true. There's people without faith that will pray all the time. There's some people who will pull prayer out like a spare tire in tragedy. That's not really faith. They don't live a life of faith. Uh, and some people just do it out of routine and it's chanting and no heart nor faith in it whatsoever. But whenever you and I need something from God, how do you get what you want from God? How do you get what you need from God? You pray in faith. Faith is what it takes to please God. Hebrews chapter number 11 tells us that. Faith is trusting God. Faith is depending on God. Faith is relying upon the Lord. So when we pray, we it's more than just lip service. It's more than just to be heard of man. We pray with the uh, belief, the faith that we're being heard by God. And we believe that God can deliver. If I believe I have a need, if I, if I have a need, then my faith says God can meet the need. If I'm hurting, I believe God can heal the hurt, whatever it is. And I pray, and I go to God in prayer with faith. All right, in verse 13 of chapter 5, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. So it says whenever you're in a trial, when you're tested, when you're sick, whenever you're in the valley, whatever it might be, affliction comes, you pray. How do you respond to the low points? By getting on your knees and calling out to God in prayer. I read a quote once that when life drives you to your knees, Stay down there and pray. And that's what we're called to do. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. That's your advice from the Word of God. That's what you're supposed to do. It doesn't say when you're afflicted, complain. It doesn't say when you're afflicted, get counsel. It doesn't say when you're afflicted to to go and, and say a thousand things to man. No, but the initial response to affliction is prayer. Is any merry? Here's what it says. Let him sing Psalms. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. So it said, whenever things are going good, your response when things are bad, go to God. When your, when your response when things are good, worship God. That means it's God all the time. In the low and the high and the good and the bad and the dark and the light and the night and the day, go to God. Go to God for prayer. Go to God for praise. Go to that well of God and who he is. Now, verse 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. That's not the old gray-headed people. We're talking about those in spiritual leadership positions, the pastor, the uh, the staff of the church, the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So a sick individual is to go to their pastor, not keep the sickness from their pastor, not say, well, I'm just a real private person. Well, you need prayer. I'm telling you, we need to pray. Sometimes it's pride that 
causes us to do that. Sometimes we think, well, I don't want to bother so-and-so with it. If it's a man of God, he wants bothered with it, and it's not a bother. He wants to pray for you. And that's what the Bible says. <clears throat> if you're sick, you call on the elders, let them pray over you. And it says, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, don't get hung up on that and say, ah, not, 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 that's charismatic. That no, no, it's not. That's biblical. It's okay to take a little drop of olive oil and put it on somebody and pray over them. There's no power in that oil whatsoever. You could use WD-40 if you wanted to. You could use herbal essence shampoo. It makes no difference. It's the act of faith. That's what James is trying to teach us here. That the, the faith mixed in the prayer is what makes it profitable. In verse 15, he even comes out and says it. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. So it's not just prayer, it's the prayer of faith. It's not just uttering words uh, out into the atmosphere, but it's uttering words uh, built on dependence, anchored in trust, I mean, uh, measured with faith in God. You say, well, I pray a lot of prayers, don't get any answer. Well, how much faith do you have? Are you praying with faith? Are you praying in faith? Are you praying by faith? Are you believing God that he will, that he can, that, he, that, he, that he's able? Do you have faith in God? Well, pray. Pray with faith. And the Lord shall raise him up. And, he have, and if you have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. All right, here's our new verses. Verse 16. Confess. Now, we think, well, that's, that's a Catholic word. I don't need that. And, oh, yeah, it's right here in the Bible. Confess. That means to make something known. That means to own up to something. That means to reveal something formally unrevealed. Confess audibly confess speak it confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed this is an interesting verse can you imagine confessing your faults one to another now i don't believe this means that we just run over town telling every so-called saved person all of our sin and our trouble and our faults but I do believe it means if you've hurt somebody that you confess to them and ask for forgiveness. That if uh, you're uh, if you have directly sinned against another, that you get that thing right. All right. To confess our faults, it means resolving conflicts. To have conflict and bitterness with another will short circuit our prayer life. And don't forget, this is the entire theme of these verses we're looking at together is our prayer life. We pray by faith. And James is saying, I want you to have effective prayer. We're going to see that in the next verse. He said, if you're going to, or the end of this verse, he said, if you're going to have an effective prayer life, you're going to have to pray by faith, but you're also going to have to pray without having any kind of grudges, any kind of bitterness, any kind of ought between you and somebody else. You're going to have to get forgiveness. You're going to have to offer forgiveness. Whatever it is, confess your faults one through another. To have conflict and bitterness, I'll say it again, will short-circuit your prayer life. Jesus taught the same thing in the book of Matthew. Go to chapter 18, verse 19, and verse 35, and you'll see the truth. James is touching upon this matter of confessing our offenses to those that are involved in the offense, and then asking them to forgive us. And we need to do that. That's the precursor to physical healing is spiritual healing. A lot of folks are praying for the needs of their flesh, the need of their physical body. And they'll go to God in that, and they'll agonize over that, and they'll beg God, meet the need of my flesh, meet the need of my healing of my, my body, whatever it is, and they'll ask God to heal them physically. But the real need is often a spiritual healing, and we hardly go to God begging Him earnestly, God, I need spiritual healing. I need spiritual mending. Whatever it is in my life, I tell you, I need uh, repentance. I need chastisement. I need grace. I need to get right. I need to 
it cleansed and clean and right with you, Lord. And But James is saying, here's what you do first. He said, that crowd that wants that physical healing, they better make sure they don't have anything in their life that would block them from being blessed. Because if they do, they're not going to get blessed. So what you do is you make sure everything's right between you and your brother. So you confess your sins, your faults, whatever it is, your transgression, one to another. Those involved in the offense, y'all get it right, hug it out. Say you're sorry. Go on for God. You know, you rarely see that take place. I believe I preach to people all the time that have issues in their life. There's people they don't like. There's somebody they don't want to see. There's names they don't want to hear uttered. And they even might go to church with those people. And yet they will not get it right with those individuals. And then they sit back bitter and wondering, why doesn't God bless them? Why won't God bless me? Why isn't God blessing my life? Well, he can't. And not until you get that offense settled. Confess your faults. Confess it one to another. And now look what he says, the effectual, fervent prayer, effectual, energized, fervent. That means with a lot of zeal, effectual, fervent prayer of a, and here's the key, a righteous man availeth much. So he said, now listen, a man that has his sins confessed, a man that is walking with God, a man who is spiritually as clean as he can be, he's walking upright. He is a quote unquote righteous man. When that man prays, and he prays with fervency, and he prays with energy, and he prays in faith believing, that prayer availeth much. I don't see it saying availeth little. It does not read availeth some. But very plainly, the Bible said that that kind of praying availeth, now look at it, availeth what? Availeth much. A lot can get done. So you say today, Brother Cooper, I've got some prayer needs. You might even say, I've got some prayer needs that are large. I've got some prayer needs that are daunting. I've got some prayer needs that are so big. Only God can do what I need done. And I'm praying, and I need an answer to my prayer. Well, let me ask you this. Are your sins confessed? Are you keeping your heart clean? Are you living right? Do you have a problem with some person that you refuse to get settled? Well, you're not going to get your prayer answered until you first confess your fault one to another. And then look what it says. You pray with fervency. You pray with energy. You pray with much faith believing. You live a righteous life. You keep your sins confessed, your account short with God, and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That sinner can get saved. That prodigal can get restored. That need can be met. Whatever that prayer request might be, this is the key. Effectual fervent prayer coming from a righteous individual praying with faith. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.